Hi, y'all. This is Margo. And before we get started with tonight's show, I want to tell you about a few opportunities available. It's New Orleans is looking to hire an energetic, passionate person to join our team with advertising sales experience. If you are that person, please email me at margo@itsneworleans.com, and I'll hand along your information. Also, if you're interested in, interested in owning a part of the Algiers Ferry, check out Buy the Algiers Ferry on Indiegogo or go to our It's New Orleans Facebook page for updates on the status of the efforts. Help us with this crazy yet brilliant idea to keep the ferry going. Lastly, if you listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes, please take a moment to rate us. Thanks, and we really appreciate your support and time listening to our show. Hi, y'all. I'm Margot Moss, and welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One, the New Orleans food and lifestyle show on itsneworleans.com. Once a week, Ray Kanata and I have the privilege of exploring the lives and adventures of those fascinating locals on the ever-vibrant New Orleans culinary and dining scene. Tonight's show, you'll be dining off the menu as my co-host Ray is out promoting his new film, Man of Steel. Oops, I just revealed his secret identity. Uh, but fortunately tonight, we have his fellow Justice Leaguer, Dean Ellis. He's here promoting his co-hosting of this show with me, Margot Moss. And dining off the regular menu means, as well, we're going on to the special one. And I couldn't think of anything more special than tonight's guest. We are honored to have the creative, passionate, multi-talented Kit Wall. Kit is an artist, business owner, sculptor, graphic designer, and author of eight cookbooks. Ten. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Ten. She wrote, she wrote two while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, the most recent one, now correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, the James Beard Foundation's Best of the Best, 25 most... Uh, it's their 25th anniversary book, and each year they name a chef of the year. And so we went back to the beginning and did a profile and recipes and photographs and... My husband hated the whole thing. He <laughs> had to eat and be nice to people for two years. Oh, wow. <laughs> two years. <laughs> that That's sounds terrible to eat incredible food for two years. Yeah, it was awful. And it was torture. <laughs> right now he's, he's drinking a root beer float. How I about know. that? <laughs> he, he seems happy. He knows the good things. <laughs> but he, he really he enjoyed it thoroughly. I was working, and they kept bringing food to him, which really wasn't very fair. But interestingly enough, in the 25 years since the Beard Foundation started giving that award, and you know every year they give regional awards for chefs and pastry chefs and restaurateurs, it's, 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 it's probably the industry's most important organization. But of the 25 years, only one chef had died. Oh, wow. Julia? No, no. No. Um, Jean-Louis Paladin in Washington. He had passed away many years ago. But everybody else was alive and fun to interview and eat with and enjoy what they do. A each one of them was selected because they set a benchmark or a new path in the culinary world. 
Where would you conduct the interviews? Uh, there. Oh, there. There. Okay. Yeah. Miss a trip. Miss a trip to Napa. Miss a trip to New York. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But after that book, and uh, I think it's in its third printing now. Um, I did uh, two other ones. I'm asking. <laughs> uh, the uh, we did the uh, uh, New Orleans classic brunches. I think New I brought Orleans one Cla for you. Oh, wonderful! New and Orleans classic brunches. New, New Orleans, Orleans classic cocktails. Are those? Um, I also had seen. I've seen your books. You have um, New Orleans classic desserts. Yes, I started a classic series. So this. I just put number seven to bed. It's being printed now. Now, can you explain to me what that means? Because I was going to ask you, I saw that there are a lot of printings. Like uh, one of your books that came out in, I think it was 2008. I don't, uh, the uh, New Orleans Classic Seafood. No, New Orleans Classic Desserts had several printings. Yeah, they all do. Is that... What does that mean? You update them, or no? It means well. Yes, one can. You, you're able to do that when it's reprinted. But it means the publisher has sold out of their stock, oh. and then ordered another print run, printing and binding. Well, this had a huge number of. I noticed on several of the books. Yes. I did not know that. I didn't. Well, what happens with these is they're small books. They're easy to, to pick up and use, and they're great little gifts. They're great to take home to a dinner party, to a shower, to your wife, to your husband. <laughs> Hopefully to your husband so he can learn how to cook. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Has uh, it helped your husband? No, no. <laughs> uh, but he does help a lot. He helps with it. He does, he's learned grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and Pel Pelican uh, picked this up from the first, uh, the first one, right? Pelican Press. Yes, I had done uh, the Arno's Restaurant Cookbook and then Pelican uh, and I made a, an agreement with that and the restaurant, Arnaud's, and I went in to see Dr. Calhoun, the publisher, after we had successfully concluded that and suggested we do a series of small books. And uh, this is it. The, these would be the small books. <laughs> and I'm seeing, uh, I'm looking at the beautiful photography, which I understand you're the photographer, am I right? Yes, it was of necessity. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you did you know you had an aptitude for it? Because the photography is really stands out. I mean, these out. drinks, I'm looking at the French 75, the Tequila Sunset, the Mardi Gras Punch, the sidecar. I'm a bartender, and uh, I have yet to make a sidecar that looks that good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can um, taste it from here. Oh, good. That's the, that's the point. It should make you thirsty. That's right. I want one. No, um, because I owned an ad agency for a number of years, and we still do. Uh, I worked with a number of photographers as the creative director. And so I knew the ropes. I just hadn't stood behind the camera. I was better at pointing, <laughs> saying, do that. <laughs> you know? Well, you must have had an, you have an eye. I mean, I do not, I don't, do you think uh, somebody could just that's kind of like looking through the camera. I mean, if you're able to see a certain composition or you must Colors, have had an appetite. a reason, you know, a mood. Uh, I do. I have a die, obviously, because of my background in, in art and graphics. But uh, 
I've had several assistants. All of my assistants are Tulane students who work for me part-time. And they all learn to be camera assistants, meaning they get to move the stuff around. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really glamorous job. Sounds good when they call home. (laughs) But they test cook, and they help me with the gear and uh, learn how to use a knife and things like that. But some of the kids have a terrific sense of photography and understand it immediately and get right into it. And then it takes others a little bit longer. But it just it depends on your background and how your eyes have been trained. Do you enjoy, um, it's kind of mentoring to, to have students work for you. Do you enjoy that aspect of oh, it? I and, love it. Uh, They're great because they do everything from clean the pool to <laughs> run the computers <laughs> happily. They get food and they get money. I mean, what's better? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting a free burger out of this, right, Margo? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. Have a, I have a uh, Frosty here, I think. Kid, get, uh, speaking about getting food, can you tell us, what, uh, going back to the James Beard uh, experience, one of the more interesting stories that happened during these 25 interviews uh, or 24 interviews, uh, uh, which, which chef was the most uh, surprising or most uh, interesting as an as a, uh, interviewee? I have to say, in, in all honesty, they were all riveting, and each different. You know, the men and the women, each each were marching to their own drummer, believe me. <laughs> yeah, well, they're you don't, all dynamic. You don't get there without that. But uh, I'd say the one I just fell in love with, Billy was with me, so that's, that's a <laughs> figure of speech. Um <laughs> Was he's listening very carefully. I know he is. He's, <laughs> he's a cautious man. Uh, would be Thomas Keller at the French Laundry in California. And did you know him before? Uh, we had, had you met him before the book? or Yes, but it was, he had a restaurant around the corner from a friend of ours in Greenwich Village before he started the French Laundry. So we knew him from there, but not well. You know, he was just the chef. <laughs> we go in and eat and split. <laughs> and then we found ourselves flying to uh, Napa Valley to have dinner again when he opened his restaurant there. So uh, that was a wonderful event, you know, great occasion to, to have seen him do this so successfully. And the food was phenomenal. It was one of those magical evenings. So... Uh, when we went back to actually sit down and interview him, it was a real thrill for me because I really looked up to him. And he took the, he was, he is such a gracious gentleman. Uh, not only is he phenomenally creative and thoughtful about what he does, but he's genuinely a kind, nice guy. So he took the entire day and we went next door where his test kitchen is in a little bungalow and he kicked off his clogs and I took off my shoes and we scooted around in our sock feet <laughs> cooked and took photographs amongst all these chefs was there a common thread that you noticed amongst they're all dynamic people they're all brilliant uh, talents I'd was say the common one common thread is they're all stubborn is that another word for driven yes could it be a no it's they don't take any flack if they ask you to do something, you will do it, and you will do it the way you've been asked to do it, their way. Or, or you'll be doing it again and again and again until you get it right, or sadly, not at all. They know what they want. They know exactly what they want. Well, they're true artists, you know. Uh, 
Uh, what I was going to ask you about is the, the, with, um, you know, as physical and biological beings, we know why food is important. And as intellectual and mm -hmm. spiritual beings, we know why art is important. And you being, I understand you're a sculptor and an artist as well. How do you, uh, I know you, I think you've said that food is, is like art or cooking is like art. And food, each food stuff is as unique as, as sculpture. I was wondering uh, how food affects your art and vice versa. It's all shape and form and color and light and dark and movement, composition, surprises. Yeah. What engages you. Except you can't chew on your sculptures, right? Uh, I have. You have? <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting, I'm going to tell my sculpture friend, that's an interesting technique. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on your mood. <laughs> but... Uh, Unless uh, you're making it out of chocolate, I guess. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm not a good chocolate maker, though. I'd rather, I'd rather eat chocolate. Yeah. That's it's what I was going to ask you too. Um, w do you prefer dining out and eating over cooking or creating? I mean, anything creative. What? What? Uh, I I guess that's not really a clear question, but. What, where do I get my hoots? Yes. <laughs> you like eating your own food or other people's? I think this is what she meant, huh? Actually, it depends on the circumstances and the why of it. I get a, a huge kick out of going to, to restaurants, to friends' restaurants, and being with them and seeing what they're doing and what the chefs are playing with. I mean, that's, that's wonderful fun. And a lot of chefs are friends, and so we, we thoroughly enjoy that. But we enjoy cooking at home a lot. Uh, in fact, a friend from uh, Seattle was in town this week and last night he was he's, he was staying with us and his, another friend of his they came over and we cooked three or four things that because they'd never had Cajun or Creole food so we didn't really have a meal as much as we kind of had a, a tasting of everything to go along with the wine nice that's nice and yeah. martinis do you often <laughs> do you often entertain yourself uh, or um at your own home, uh, big parties, big meals, or you like not as much as I used to uh -huh. because of this work. It limits time. Too bad. I was hoping you could invite me and Margo over. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can come over and cook when we're test cooking. Okay, all right. Th that's a double-edged sword. We do test cleaning too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> no, just getting back to test cooking. You, when you wrote your first cookbook, mm -hmm. um. You had to cook all the recipes before you we put do. it in the book. We do. Is that is that something that is uh, traditional for books, or is that your process? And it's it's our process because if you don't do that, well, the, that's the reason for the Tulane students. I want people who can't cook. I can ah. cook, and for me to test a recipe is a bad thing because I have little mental shortcuts and I might say a little more of this or a little more of that and I can give a student a recipe you consider Barry my, my student right now and uh, he could cook enough to feed himself but that was about it you know grilled cheese sandwiches were his specialty <laughs> <laughs> but he learned knife skills and then he learned how to read a recipe and do the mezzan place which is putting everything prepared in front of you before you start combining and cooking so you don't get halfway through a recipe and discover you're out of vanilla 
So Barry learned all those steps, and then he actually started cooking the dish. And uh, the double-edged sword on that one is the kids have to eat what they cook. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the best way to learn, right? Yeah, but the point is if, if someone who's not a cook can follow the recipe successfully, and And it tastes right that's the test and for our test for testing us on the writing side if they get stumped by a recipe clearly it's not written clearly obviously it's not written clearly so we know to go back to the drawing board with it Mm -hmm. well i it it's works beautifully i mean i think visually and the recipes and the stories you have in them uh it's it makes it so appealing and accessible by so many types of people Thank which you. is it's uh really inspiring and, and well, speaking appreciate oh. it. you know uh grace rose's grandmother has written a book well so great who is grace rose yes I don't we know. would like to huh. know, know who grace rose, rose is i know her grandmother really well oh. i know grace bauer and and grace wrote uh Los Angeles classic desserts. She started the series in Los Angeles, and Grace Rose is her granddaughter. Well, she got she to test th- a lot of. There's the a young lady sitting right here at the at, at, at the who, booth, who, and I think what's your that? name? Grace Rose. What a coincidence! <laughs> How did that happen? Where did you come from? Over there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so excited to have you on as a special guest. Grace Rose, um, we'd like to hear a little bit about who you are and particularly why you are in New Orleans this week. And also where home. you got that great posture. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I got it from my music teacher. Oh, it's nice to know <laughs> that they, s- they teach that as important in music classes. Mm, yeah, they say you have to keep your posture straight. Is or it classical training? Well. Uh, well, yeah, it's what a lot of my singing and voice teachers do. They say you have to sit up straight in order to take your breath and to be able to let something out. And that's what works on the radio. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing. Very well, in fact. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, w- Will you tell us a little bit more about how y'all know each other? So you are a kit. You are a family. I'm a family friend. friend her, her grandmother is a good friend of mine, and I know the, the girls through that. But the most important part of this is what Grace Rose is wearing today. Tell her it's who designed it, Grace Rose. Um, yes, I'm wearing a purple and blue Aztec dress that I designed. You designed? Yes, and it came to life. Wow. <laughs> Spectacular. We're, <coughs> we're going to have to take some pictures and put it up on the website. Okay. I actually have a lot of my pictures on my website and on Facebook on my mom's. What is your website name? Um, GR for CF, which I means Grace Rose for Cystic Fibrosis. Okay, and can you tell us more about that? Uh, why are you uh, 
Why do you have a website promoting your... What's happening clothes? Saturday well, night? Well, Saturday actually is my 10th annual fundraiser because I turned 10 in November. So it's the 10th one I've, have, I've had. I've been doing them since I was one. And so every year um, I come to New Orleans over summer, we always do one to um, raise money to help find a cure. So, and how cancer is really out there, we're trying to make CF really out there so that people actually know because very little people have CF and more people have cancer, but not everybody knows like CF can be difficult as well. So you're educating, you're, part of your goal is to educate people about, about it and bring awareness. Yes. Wonderful. Are you doing, what's the event Saturday night? The event is my fundraiser. Where is it? it well, it's at the Rice Mill Lofts, like um, on the very top. The rooftop? On the very, yeah, the rooftop. Of that's Saturday, June 22nd at the Rice Mill Lofts. Yes. And that's down in the, just across the tracks in the Bywater, right? Yes. Actually, right by the school, right? Yeah, and there's a v- very nice view of the water. <laughs> well, and it's from 5 to 8 p.m. 522 yeah. Montague Street in the Bywater this Saturday, the t- June 22nd. And How we about will a have ticket? <laughs> we what will about a, a ticket? ticket? How do we get get? Yeah, get how do go? we get tickets? It's, well, um... Who would I call? You would call my mom. Okay. <laughs> 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 Basically. And how do we call your mom? You would go to her phone number. And that is? 504-261-1000. Say that again. 504-261-1000. And you, you're going to be, with, it's a children's fashion show, right? Yes. And it and features, whose designs? Mine. Oh, my and goodness. And my designs um, will be on kids that I know and that my mom knows <laughs> that will be modeling for me on. We have a little pink carpet, a little bit to be like kid kind of friendly. And so it'll be going down the front way of the rooftop. So there's like a little room that we'll be changing in and then we'll like walk out the door onto the pink carpet. How did you become a designer? I'm curious. uh, Well, I designed my first like dress when I was only like two. It was like a little sunshine dress, a little rainbow one. And then I also designed a denim dress with roses on it for 65 roses. Can you explain to me how do you tie a shoe? I'm still working on that myself. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm way more than two. I... Well, you uh, take... Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Good, because I don't know how to explain it. My mom explained it's it to me. It's hopeless, yeah. So, so your designing incorporates... Do you do a lot of... It's a drawing, and, and what, what is yeah. that? It's a creative process. Yes, like sometimes I watch TV shows, and they have like fashion, um, or sometimes I watch my mom's like basketball wives, and... <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> um, uh, you can see mom wait, wait, blushing wait. on the radio right now. <laughs> yep. Now, uh, let's step back. A you second. should. Uh, she's blushing the same color as that pink carpet right now. Is there now. anybody yeah. in your family that has inspired? Obviously, you were yes. born with, with a creative design. thumb, yeah. but 
uh, who tell us who has influenced your design aesthetic and my some of your mom and my grandmother in a way are they Aztecs your mom and your grandmother mm. you're wearing that beautiful Aztecan Aztecian design what did you what inspired that um well um my mom kind of gave me the idea of the form of the dress and then I kind of got to choose some of the patterns and you see a lot of people like on the beach wearing these types of dresses um, like over their bathing suits or like at pools and so I kind of got the idea to make one but in my own way so um, it's like not it doesn't have string it's just all fabric and then you tie it and it's just fun to like go into her room and go into like her studio room and like pick out and like see a whole wall of colorful fabrics to choose from. So that wasn't on Basketball Wives then, huh? No, it's for, <laughs> it was on um, it was on Real Life Beach. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, so reality shows are can be an inspirational thing. <laughs> and one of my favorite shows actually is Shake It Up, that where I get. That's where I get most of my ideas from. Ah, what, from the, from the kids on the show? Yeah, because um, they wear a lot of, like, fun outfits, and that's where I kind of get a lot of ideas. And actually... Do you go and draw, um, you sketch? Yes. And, and uh, like, a piece? Yeah, like, on the bedside, there's always, like, always, like, a tablet with a pen, and I'll just, like, pick it up and start sketching my own ideas where I get the ideas from. And so that's when I kind of start off. And actually on my way here on the plane, um, there was this little girl sitting next to me who was flying alone. And she actually gave me the, um, an idea for a dress that I have. And when we get back to California, I'm hoping to maybe make that come true. Uh, so it's a really cute dress. How many, how many models are going to be there 25. Saturday night? 25? Yes. That is a huge collection. Well, like 20, we have some extra kids that might be coming, but we're not positive. Are we too old to be models? <laughs> In a way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be rude. Or you set, yes. us, or set her well, up for that one. Well, the flyer says children. But we're not too old to attend the event, right? Uh, no, event is zero and up. We're talking about the uh, the fashion fundraiser this Saturday, June 22nd at the Rice Mill Lofts. That's at 522 Montague Street, right across from NOCA, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., uh, benefiting cystic fibrosis. And uh, I understand you have that disease. Yes. Well, it's not really, like, a bad disease that can spread. It's only if, like, your parents have it. Well, not your parents have it, but some um, kids' parents, like, might have, like, something, like, in their body that not every parent has. And then that's kind of how you get cystic fibrosis. So it's very rare. I see. But, I see. yeah, it's not, like, if I cough on you, you'll get super sick and have it. It's not that kind of sickness. Not contagious, in other no. words. No. Yeah. yeah. You get it from your parents, though. Yes, but it's, it, uh, it's your contagious for your, from your parents. Genetically passed, yeah. Genetically, yeah. yeah. And it's a lung, uh, a lung thing. Uh? Yeah, basically, it's almost like having asthma. You have to do a lot of treatments, but it's where you have. Um, sometimes you can have hard times breathing, and um, sometimes you could have hard times digesting food. So you would have to take pills to help, like 
break down the food so it doesn't get stuck. Are there certain foods you cannot eat or have no. to restrict? Oh, okay. I can eat any food I want. I saw that uh, earlier. You were yes, chowing down on I a double cheeseburger. A big burger, yes. <laughs> I can eat any food that I want. Um, and I'm not really allergic to anything. So I'm only allergic to grass, and that's probably rare. I mean, not rare, but, like, it's probably normal, but that's the only thing I'm allergic to. And you're to. not allergic to being precocious either as a designer, that's for no. sure. Yeah. But she won't cut your grass. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll find somebody else. <laughs> and just one, um, and, there, and the treatment for it, uh, can you tell us oh about yeah, that? Oh, yeah, the treatment's to help clear your lungs because sometimes if you inhale, like, certain things like smoke, you know how that can be really bad. That's, like, really bad for us. And so you, and sometimes we have trouble breathing, so that's when we would have to do the treatments so that we can breathe. And you have to do it twice a day, and I take a bunch of pills um, to help me, and they all, like, uh, every day, it's like about 20 pills, 30, 20 to 30 pills um, in all, um, because it helps to digest your food so that you don't get sick uh, or a stomach ache. Do you take the pills with food? Uh, yes, you, you take them before you eat. And if you don't, you could get a bad stomach ache. But then you would just have to drink. There's like a medicine that you would take for it. Another medicine, actually. <laughs> and once, like, at the end of the day, pretty much it, like, dinner time it's like finally I have no more pills to take so it's kind of like a break from it and that's, and that's when you eat the double cheeseburger yes actually at night that's when I eat the double <coughs> cheeseburger so that's a treatment and uh, we're working towards a cure yes and that cure we're uh, have a fundraiser for this Saturday you want to tell L us again let's and let's uh, tell everyone the email address oh too. yes the email address if the the fundraisers this Saturday June 22nd, what time, Grace? It is from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And you can uh, purchase tickets or donate. Yes. Um, the VIP tickets, the limit for VIP is 30 and those are $150. General is 100 and then child is 20 Okay, and all the proceeds go to the cystic fibrosis? Cystic fibrosis, uh, um, Everything that we've earned goes to that. Oh, most importantly, the your past mom. Ten years. Your mom just mentioned it's an open bar. Now that's that's oh the yeah. most important thing for you, New Orleanians. Yeah. Yeah. Parents love bars. And great <laughs> restaurant food as well. Several. And uh, yes. Yes, for the kids, what, what there's like number? a little candy bar. Actually. What's the phone number? A candy oh. bar. Yes, a candy bar with some of my favorite candies. Oh, a bar with candy on it. It's ah. Yeah, it's like a kids bar. It's like that chocolate sculpture we were talking about Excellent. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's an adults bar and a kids bar. So. Is there any cure Win -win. for your shyness? I'm curious about that. <laughs> Dean thinks he's funny. Don't worry. He was yeah, making yeah, yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. He's um, saying you're not. You know, great. you know, you're joke. Not. I have no clue what shyness yeah, means. Yeah. Well <laughs> um, we can tell. It kind of sounds yeah. like shininess, yeah. <laughs> but I'm used to that word, but not shyness. Oh, now I say. Now I see that I. Margo's, Margo's co-host next week I will see be great. That I sounded it out. <laughs> Since you're you're not saying shy. shyness. Okay. 
now What's, I get it. What phone number do I call to get a ticket? Because and the email. I'm definitely going to go. The email is gr4cffundraiser at gmail.com, and the Facebook is facebook.com gr4cf, and then the phone number you would call to purchase tickets or give a donation is 504-261-1000. Great. And the, and the good thing about this show is it will be up for a long time. So if someone is not fortunate enough to be able to go to the event, mm -hmm. uh, they can still access your information and yeah. donate money. We and have some people not that are able to come. Or people but that listen they, out of town. Yeah, or, they're um, not able to come and there might be somewhere else. Um, but they still donate, which is very nice for us yeah. because we're doing a silent auction okay. for some of um, the um, for some money. Actually, we're going. We have a couple of friends that are artists, and they're gonna send in some paintings. And I think Kit is bringing in some books or a book for the silent auction. Wonderful. So you have a lot of friends and uh, supporting your event yes. and uh, have been participating too in the past 10 years. So your family and you have been doing this for a long time. Yes, since I was one. And, th and this is, but this <laughs> is the first, is this the first event where you're featuring a whole collection of your work? Well, yeah. Um, Yes, actually it is. And have so. you ever, you have some other creative outlets and interests. And uh, have you ever participated in the event in that way too, to, to bring people in? Like, have you ever uh, sang or performed? Yes, actually I've been performing. I've performed songs, I think, for two years. I think it's been two years, and this year I'm going to sing, um, like, either two, but there is this one song that I'm not so sure about, but... Um, Can you sing a little <laughs> right now for us? Just a little bit. How okay. Um, well, here are your options. Uh, <laughs> I only have two songs in mind. Um, all that jazz, which I've been kind of listening to since I'm in two, and then, um, 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 I Like It, which is from, well, it's like a summer song. So that's, since it's summer, I kind of got that idea of like, yay, that sounds summer great. song. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, I got this feeling on one summer day when you were gone. I crushed my car into a bridge. I watched I let it burn. I threw your stuff into a bag and pushed it down the stairs. I crushed my car into a bridge. I don't care. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. You're collecting more hyphens than Kit, I think. Wow. Yeah, we, need to, we need to get her a contract immediately. Oh, yes, yes. Here, I have a pen right okay. on me, right here, yes. Could you please sign here, ma'am? Yes. Okay. Uh, here. You are giving her yeah. the $2 million signing bonus. Yes, yes. I, I get 10%. Is that there all right? There you go. There you go. I signed a contract. Okay. Now, you live, you were born in New Orleans. I was born in New Orleans and then moved um, out to California after the storm, which was when I was two. 
and we drove from New Orleans to California. It took about five days with a cat and a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> and do you still feel connected to New Orleans? Very. Even though you live yes. out in L.A.? I'm more of a New Orleans girl, actually. I kind of want to move back here. One, My mom and I are thinking about maybe moving back here one year to um, go to school just to test it out. Okay. And when you come back to New Orleans, what is something that is your favorite thing to do? And I want to know something that you really enjoy doing when living in L.A. Something that I enjoy in L.A.? Sure, yes. Well, I enjoy that it doesn't rain that much, <laughs> but, um, like, the weather's very nice. I do like the weather, and then I do like that my school is walking distance from, like, where I live, but I don't really walk. I drive from my house, but my grandma actually lives six blocks down, and sometimes, um... So you I, can walk to your grandmother's yes. house as well. Yeah, I can um, drive to her house and then walk to school, which is a nice walk, even though it's, like, really cool in the morning. And I like my school, and I've been going since kindergarten. So we're going to finish fifth grade there, and then, because it only goes from kinder to fifth, and so then we don't know where to go. <laughs> okay, and do you have a best friend in Los Angeles? Do you have some somebody that you really... Not like a best friend, but I do have a lot of friends. And here my I'm best... I'm shocked, shocked. Yes, here I have one big friend who I've known for a couple of years, like maybe two. Um, not very long, but she is a really good friend of mine. Actually, she modeled on the news with me uh-huh. um, last summer for one of my collections. Um yeah. I think she sounds like an L.A. girl to me. I don't know. <laughs> well, she lives here, but she's very nice. She goes to camp with me. No, I meant you. Oh, me. <laughs> well, yeah. What is your friend's name? I'm a name? pretty good best friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, is, what is your friend's name? Her name is Ayla. Ayla. Yes. Do you, what are your plans for any further designs in the future? Any Anything coming you up? You know, I kind of like... Like, just casual, so I might make some casual outfits that you could wear, like, anytime, like, to school. Because right now I have a lot of um, clothes that are, like, dressy and, like, fancy that you could wear to, like, your birthday or, like, dinner parties. Um, or, like, if you're doing a concert or something. Uh, or going to an event, a fundraiser. Yeah, or going to an event. Right, do you have a monogram yeah. like uh, Pierre Cardin or, or uh, Stella McCartney or? It's Rosie G. Rosie G, okay. Ah. Yes. Alter ego. Yeah, because when I was like, younger, I used to put on little lip gloss and chew gum, and my mom would say, oh, there's Rosie G. That would be like my little, my little, like, Girly. Back when you were a kid. Yes, and I'm still called Rosie G. Um, whenever I get like ready for my fundraisers, so that's what we thought my alter ego could be. Kit, well, were you like this when you were her age? Uh. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't had any reports, but I do understand that there's no time limit on having a, a happy childhood. So I'm I'm 
hanging out here with Grace Rose. Yes. I actually <laughs> did see this one sign that said, um, it said, um, don't grow up, you'll love your childhood. And it was like, there you go. It's oh, kind beautiful. of motivational, but it's kind of like, that can't really happen. Even though, like, people must miss childhood and. Once you, like, you might think it's, like, kind of boring to be a child, but then Woo. when you grow up, it's kind of like, now I miss it. You should always keep, <laughs> you should always uh, keep that child inside, right? Yeah. Keep I'm still a child. kid. Yeah, you're oh. talking to three, uh, talking to Peter Pan and two Wendy's over yeah. here, right? Yes, yeah. Peter Pan. I don't yeah. want to grow up. So y'all are both creative people, and, uh... Do you, Kit, do you still make time? I know you obviously have spent the past couple years, two years on the cookbook, but do you make time for other creative uh, endeavors that you used to enjoy before? Sure, certainly. I'm always interested in, I love the process. I love the, how did did that happen? What made that happen? How did they do that? So I'm always exploring another path. Kid, you uh, you kind of consider yourself a writer still, don't you? Uh, in a lot of ways. Yes and no. Yeah, I mean you appreciate the writing process, is what I mean. I by enjoy that. the writing process. I enjoy the I enjoy the whole process of it. The the imagining what the book will be, and what the recipes will be, and the people behind them, who they are, how the recipe came about, and then putting it together in a package. That's cohesive. Does it come out uh, the way you think, or is it that process of discovery that that It's always a process of discovery. And it comes out... uh, We're in the throwing things out phase right now. We put down a million and one things, and then we toss toss out different items for different reasons as we go until we get down to the number of dishes we'll actually work with. So right now we're kind of saying... Don't like you anymore. <laughs> you were a bad date. <laughs> was there were there any that you you thought would be would be right on and they didn't work out and vice versa? Oh, sure, one? certainly. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, ones that you just discovered and they turned out to be great that you didn't think yeah. were going to make it. A couple that were real surprises. Like what? Can you? Well, there's one in the upcoming cookbook, uh, Boise Bollinger's Shrimp and Eggplant Supreme. And it, it took him three hours just to do the chopping. <laughs> and I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> you know? but That's a long step in a process, yeah. three hours. But it makes a lot, it makes a large amount. And when we had our guest last night, I had frozen small amounts of it, you know, because you can't eat a huge pot off of it. And uh, we pulled it out of the freezer and thought it for one of our guests who was you know interested in what it was and they inhaled it it's <laughs> it's delicious uh, and it was unexpected that it'd be that terrific but then uh, some recipes get thrown out because they're way too long or they have ingredients that aren't as easily available as readily available as you'd like them to be you know for example down here I would never use a fiddlehead fern in a recipe. We don't have them. <laughs> Up north, easy. <laughs> so have any sh- has any chefs uh, hidden a recipe, something from a recipe that maybe you 
they were withholding an ingredient, or, or no, do you find they're mostly I, generous no, and open no. about? No, our chefs are so generous, and their their theory of it is if you enjoyed it enough at the restaurant to try to replicate it at home, go for it. And and understand a recipe that's cooked in a restaurant is cooked by professionals using professional equipment in different quantities. Uh-huh. There's a lot of differences than your home kitchen and your mood and your attitude when you're making the dish. A lot of love goes into every dish. So it, it's going to be different no matter what. Kit, what would you cook for uh Cook, cook for Grace right this right now for oh. them. What do you oh. want? What do you What do you want to? Something sounds good. Shrimp. Love it. Shrimp and pasta. Oh yeah. With mushrooms. Uh. How about <laughs> green onions? Yep. Okay. That All sounds right. pretty good. We'll help. We'll help cook. And a little. Yep. And a little. Uh, that uh, could tasso. be my. Yep, a little that, tasso. That could be my dinner. Well. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, hey, thank I'm you. S- the time has flown by. Very fast, actually. It has been so wonderful having you both on the show. Two incredibly creative women. <laughs> we'll come thank back. Thank you. Yes. Right. We'll come back next come back. week. Hopefully. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Superman's coming back. I won't be here. Whoa. Ray, Ray. Oh. Yeah. I'm just Clark Kent. Oh. See, look, look, see? I got my glasses on. Whoa. Don't I look just like him? Yeah. Oh, good. I, I love that you lie. Well, Great. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for, for coming on. And we we will have a, uh, we'd like to put up a link to, to uh, uh, for people to be able to buy your cookbooks, the classic New Orleans cocktails. It's uh, uh, kitwall.com. Okay. That's K-I-T-W-O-H-L dot com. com. Very easy. And A no-brainer. <laughs> and once again, Grace Roses, uh, if you would like to donate or purchase tickets, it's gr4cffundraiser at gmail.com. Or you can go to facebook.com, uh, gr4cf. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Margo. Great hangout with three dynamic us, women. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I hope to do this again sometime. Will you come back and let us know how much how much support you got, and uh, we'll oh, be yeah. ready for next year's event. I will tell you how much money I raised, and hopefully it'll bring us good news. Great. I'm heading for that double cheeseburger here at I'm Teddy's Frost I'm going to finish mine. Can I have yours? No. Okay. <laughs> it's too good. I got bacon on it. <laughs> Our special guests tonight have been Kit Wall and Grace Rose Bauer. Midnight Menu is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll be back next week with our uh, and our co-host my co-host Ray Canada will be joining us I'm Margot Moss thanks good night You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. 
Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.